Under the Influence podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. This is a soul fire production there we go okay so two burnout moguls just to finally coming together whitney <laughs> welcome to the show and i'm excited to have you share your experience of burnout and kind of riff on that for a little bit because it's something that i see becoming more popular in the sense that more people i think are talking about it and we have a greater sense of what it looks like what it feels like but it's different for everybody right Absolutely. And Chase, thanks so much for having me on. I mean, I think that diving into this conversation is such a hot topic, especially for entrepreneurs or for someone that has their own startup and they just give so much of themselves to the point where we kind of, like you said, we kind of feel and explore these new feelings of like, this is really heavy. This is not maybe something I need to pause or take a break on, or I'm not sure if I love this as much as I originally did. So glad to be here. Glad to chat all the things with you today. And, you know, it's interesting, correct me if I'm wrong, but your burnout kind of came amidst a big break. Like you're a podcaster, you're taking a break Mm -hmm. from that, focusing on other things in your business. So what was it like to kind of go through that while on a break? Yeah, I mean, so my break also too had come from like this crescendo of like 2020 and we have a marketing agency and about hundred percent of our business is really in the hospitality space. So we had let go of so much business and, you know, we were back home in 2020. I let go of the office and it was just like, all of these things were like stirring and 2020 was really spent just me trying to hustle and grind and to get through what we were getting through. And Then also too, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder and depression. And so there was a lot of things happening and the podcast break came right at that moment of all these things kind of happening. And so it wasn't necessarily the podcast went on pause because of like this burnout. It was actually me like just trying to take a healthy break. And then all of a sudden 2020 happened, all these different things happened. And then in 2021, it was gearing up for me trying to relaunch this. And it was like just so much. And it was all these feelings of like, I don't even know if I want to do this again. I don't know if I want to start this back up. Like this is just so heavy and I have so much going on and I don't really know if I enjoy this anymore. And so it was really just this mix of everything. And then finally I kind of sat with myself and I was like, okay, walking through this right now, this is burnout. And it was kind of being aware enough to, I guess, know myself in a place and and also in a place of business where I was like, okay, this is not me. Like, I know I can Mm -hmm. execute. I know I'm creative. I know I can do all these things. And it's just so frustrating because I can't get in the mental mindset or the space to actually do it. And it was such like a block, like mental block for me that I think that's where everything finally clicked as I was like facing this kind of self-doubt and really being hard on myself and pushing myself and trying to get myself to be creative and move through this and get out of this funk or whatever I was in. Finally, I was like, I'm burnt out. Like I'm going to recognize this. I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to just accept it right here as I am. Can you take us back and walk us through the part where you're talking about like what's going on? 
I know how to do these things. I'm not this person. I'm not the person, I'm not the guy, I'm not the girl that walks into the office or goes, sits down on the laptop and just struggles to get motivated, struggles to know even where to begin, struggles to keep that workflow up because everything you were saying there was just, I was like, yes, 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 that was me. <laughs> and it's so weird. I mean, just quick example, because mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful to kind of share these experiences so that we're like, yes, this is exactly burnout. We're human. We go through similar experiences. Mm -hmm. I would walk into my office, walk into my room, and I would just sit there. And yeah. I would just like quite literally stare at a wall. I would stare at my computer. I would know what I needed to do, mm -hmm. but it was the inner monologue I was having of Chase, get to work. Chase, this is how you do it. I was so detached. And I think that's the word yeah. that comes top of mind. Was that it for you? Absolutely. Okay. So if we put ourselves in this kind of shared mental state, right? There's a lot of us that fuel our vision of success through what we're able to do, what we're able to execute, how we're able to get shit done. Right. And so for us to go through something like burnout immediately there's like that voice in the back of your head of like, whether it's fear, whether negative self-talk or things like that, it's kind of trying to restart that ambition inside of us. It's trying to refuel it because it's like a fear of like, I'm not going to be successful if I don't execute. I'm not going to be successful if I stop building or if I rest, if I rest, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time that I know I could be building something up amazing. And that's this whole mental mind kind of like it blows your mind in a sense of like, that's just our human nature. Like it's our fear. It's our ego. It's something that is telling us, like, if we don't continue to work, something's not going to happen the way we want it to, or Absolutely. we're not going to be yeah. protected or we're going to fail. And so, yeah, when you go into your room and you just sit and you're like, like, why am I thinking this? Or like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a piece of shit. Or like, I feel like I can't motivate myself enough. That's just literally, it's like our body is resisting what's actually going on. And like our mind, it's like we're fighting ourselves. I guess I'm kind of on a rampage rambling here right now, but it's so unique to be able to sit with yourself and realize that these mental mindsets that we're walking through and this voice inside of our head is protecting us. And we want to honor that. We also need to honor what we're going through. If we need a break, if we need to creatively back up and just check out, I mean, those are things that are going to lead to ultimately a bigger breakthrough and more success rather than beating yourself up and just trying to push through something that right now you're not supposed to be pushing through. You're supposed to be giving yourself a break and a rest. But isn't that the most difficult thing? I don't know about you, but when I'm that sure. thought came to mind of, okay, Chase, the logical choice here or a very mm -hmm. fair choice to make would be to just walk away, take a break, yeah. you know, take a day off, take a weekend off, you know, put things on pause as much as possible. Mm -hmm. That kind of also added into it fueled the fire basically of, oh sure. my God, then I'm going to be taking time off. I can't take time off. Then how's the business mm -hmm. going to run? How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to make money? <laughs> you know, all these, we catastrophize so quickly. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess I'm curious, how did you go about that? How did you kind of have that conversation with yourself of this is what I need to do and mm -hmm. this is why, and it's not going to make things worse. It's actually going to help. Yeah. I think for me, it was really looking at the flow of like my work ethic and like where I wanted to be. And if I wasn't able to rest, if I wasn't able to pause, I knew that my quality of work 
my leadership within my team and my businesses, the type of clientele and financial abundance I was calling in was not where it was going to be. And that wasn't something that just clicked with me. It wasn't like aware of myself to that point. I mean, I had been pushing myself from 2020 into 2021 so hard that it really came with multiple breakdowns. It came with panic attacks. It came with my body like shutting down and like getting exhausted and facing all these things to finally be like, you know what, in my best, most successful self, I'm able to think on a whole different caliber and able to act and build on a whole different level than I am right now. And right now I'm not showing up. I'm not giving anyone my best. You know, I mean, we can even go into this whole route of like my self-confidence in business, the way I was approaching conversations with clients, the way I was leading my team as a leader, as a boss, all of those things came from this feeling of feeling like I wasn't at my best. And so therefore I was getting insecure about the way I was working and approaching my daily work ethic and that kind of energy and flow. I mean, that's felt across everyone, right? Like you've sat down in front of someone that felt confident and happy and really was in a good place in their life. And you've sat down in front, you know, with someone that maybe is struggling or they're tired, or they're just at this point where they're so filled with, you know, internal turmoil that it's like, you can feel that energetically. And so if we're talking as entrepreneurs, that's something that we need to be aware of, whether you're launching your business or you've had a couple amazing years in your business and you're like, I'm feeling tired and maybe I need to take a break. What we're doing and how you're serving your consumer or how you're serving your team or whoever it is, is going to show up energetically in your work. And that was something that I just walked through and I had realized like, I'm putting out a really shitty quality of work right now. Like I'm really not being my best self. And therefore it's equating in all these different things that I don't want. And they're not serving me in a level of success that I would originally want them to. The conversations we have with other people are so important. And especially when we are having these types of inner monologues, because we get that truth sometimes that we're maybe too afraid to say to ourselves, or we just need one other person to kind of mirror back to us. Yeah. But sharing something like this, especially to the entrepreneurs out there, when it's not just you, but it's you plus your business, it's you plus your business, mm -hmm. plus your team that carries extra weight. And so the weight of that needs to find a level of trust and respect and you know, love really in order, I think, to really kind of help us walk off the burn off, burnout yeah. ledge, so to speak. So who is that person for you? How did you find that? And like, how did you develop really the courage mm -hmm. and find the words to kind of get this out so mm -hmm. that you could take appropriate course of action? Yeah. A lot of therapy, mm, okay. <laughs> a lot of therapy, but I also had a, basically a business coach that also, she really helped with a lot of my mental mindsets, my shifts inside of my own business, my own internal confidence and walking through really kind of like living inside of myself and being able to understand myself better in order to do business better. So her name was Amy and she's absolutely amazing. And we can link her all. I will give her all the shout outs. She's Thank absolutely you. incredible. <laughs> and she's absolutely changed my life, but also too, you know, with that, I had also surrounded myself with a really amazing group of people <clears throat> that were also entrepreneurs or that also led agencies or product-based businesses like I did. And 
they were, I guess, gracious enough to open up a relationship with me where I could trust them and I could share what was going on. And I think as an entrepreneur, as we sit here finding that group of people and, you know, everyone kind of says like, find your tribe, but in a real sense, finding those one or two people that can be that mirror for you, they can hold you accountable. I think a lot of my behaviors too, like there's still things that I catch myself doing in business where it's like, okay, I don't do this anymore. Mm. You know, one of the things that I've been kind of getting on my own self lately is like the fact of like not taking calls before 9am and giving myself the morning to get right with myself and to really show up in my best light and feel good and feel confident before I go talk to a client, a team member, anyone, you know, in regards to working on get super or anything like that. And so having those friends, having that tribe of people, whether it's a coach a mentor, a really good business acquaintance, you know, your work wife, quote unquote, having someone that's going to be that mirror, to be that reflection of where you're at and to hold space for you, but also to, to hold you accountable. That's how I was also to able to recognize, am I walking through burnout right now? How am I feeling? So yeah. (laughs) It's funny you say work wife, because for me in that scenario, my work wife actually was, is my wife. Um, and uh, she is a nurse practitioner, so she's in healthcare. Yeah. Um, but at the time, she was still wrapping up school, and so she was, you know, home with me. Mm-hmm. And she was witness to all of this. Working in healthcare, she's used to the physical, mental, emotional kind of, you know, perfect storm, so to speak, and what it sure. can do to your health. And I'll never forget one day I walked in to the bedroom, and I was just kind of like, I guess, venting, but just. Mm-hmm very openly and honestly telling her, this is what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I've been in the office for three hours. I haven't done shit. And so she got curious and she actually, she's like, all right, let me walk you through a little questionnaire. She walked me through the questionnaire that she would do with any patient of a mental health. I forget the exact name of it, but it was a basic questionnaire of your mental health status, Mm -hmm. uh, what you're feeling, your actions, your mood, your sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, activity. And at the end of it, she looked up at me and she was like, you know, if you were my patient, at the end of this questionnaire, I would talk to you about possibly getting on medication. I would talk to you about Mm -hmm. seeking some type of treatment, whether it's medication or specific therapy. And that really hit home for me. And I know you also went through an actual mental health diagnosis. I just went through a questionnaire and that was so heavy (laughs) on me. I'm curious, how did that diagnosis land on you? And did that, like, was that better? Did it help the burnout or did it kind of give reason Yeah. So it was not easy. I mean, lack of mental health awareness was something that looking back was something that was throughout, like ran rampant throughout my family. There was a lot of, I guess, like lack of education, lack of resources, lack of communication, even talking about what mental health looks like or what you're going through. Yeah. Sure. And we had family members, trigger warning, but we had family members that went through suicide. We had family members that now I look at that don't receive any medical attention or help and they refuse to, and they walk through addiction. And there's a lot within my family that when this diagnosis came, it was like, oh my God, this is genetic. There's no way escaping this. And it was so dark and so heavy. And again, someone, I fueled my own view of myself and my confidence off what I could do off the ability to build and create and run businesses. And so having that diagnosis, it was like, kind of felt like someone was tying my hands behind my back. And then like telling me that whatever I'm going to go through, I'm still probably not going to like 
be okay. And that was my own vision of that. So when I was diagnosed, I actually decided because there was a history of addiction in our family that I was going to walk through this holistically. And so I didn't go on any medication and quite honestly, I have nothing against it. I love it. I have friends that are on antidepressants and walk through it and it helps them so much, but because there had been someone so close to me that had abused it, it was something that just wasn't an option. So with that, I mean, I was really retransforming my entire life from my lifestyle to what I ate, to what I ingested, you know, honestly, Q gets super. I mean, that's really what kind of led me to acquiring the company. Even then walking through therapy, business coaches, life coaches, mental mind shifts and working through my own internal brain wiring and how I think and how I operate and being so becoming so self-aware to really understand where I'm at at all times. And I think too, you know, I was doing all this while the burnout's rising and it's coming and all these things are coming to the surface. And so it was kind of like this giant cauldron of what's going on inside Whitney's brain and like everything's bubbling to the top. And so it really did kind of rock me, but then it also led to such a beautiful new lifestyle and a really kind of a whole new relationship with myself and really understanding who I am and how I'm wired and how I operate. And it's honestly quite hilarious because I've been with my boyfriend, my life partner for the last three years. I feel like he's seen (laughs) just a whole transition of who I am as a person. And it, you know, like I said, it was heavy and it totally rocked us and it rocked my world. It rocked my family's world. And I was super open about it, even to the point of like, you know, and their family members got uncomfortable when I shared about it on social media and on podcasts. And it really did kind of shake everyone. But from that, it was also like, now we get to do this. Now we get to see like the light at the end of the tunnel and see how awesome like life can really be if we choose to really educate ourselves and become aware of our mental health and challenge ourselves to even take a little deeper look at what's going on inside. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. 
You know, you strike me as someone who already has a fair amount of awareness in a lot of areas of her life in terms of your physical activity, mm-hmm. wellness, your nutrition, business. I mean, nobody would be as successful as yourself or in business for yourself as long as you have been without taking care of yourself <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Is a really interesting aspect when we're talking about burnout because you were mentioning mm-hmm. changing nutrition, changing certain mm-hmm. things in your health and your wellness. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What was that like kind of realizing I'm already taking care of myself, but maybe it's not enough or maybe it needs to shift. How mm-hmm. did you go from good to great? How did you kind of change what you're already doing that was serving you to like needing to shift? <laughs> well, first off, that was really sweet. And thank you so much for acknowledging that and saying those kind words. You're very welcome. You know, I can't always say like looking back at Echo's marketing turns. Oh my gosh. Echo's marketing is the agency is turning five this year. So the first three years of really operating the agency from like a startup standpoint, I was none of those things. I was not taking care of my body. I was not eating right. I mean, I was 22 fresh off coming off of being 21 and like the party scene and things like that. And so for me, it honestly was a little bit bigger of a shift after this diagnosis because yes, like, have I built so much? Have I created so much? Absolutely. I love it. I feel like it's honestly a gift of mine, but it was never something where I was setting my life up to be like this big build of success. It was just kind of like I was doing it and I was really naive of what I was doing and just kind of flowing through it. And so when I started realizing like, Hey, let's just treat it as it is like two glasses of wine a night, you wake up, you have anxiety, you don't feel good. It's hard on your stomach. You want to eat crap after or going to bed, eating McDonald's or having X, Y, and Z, like those kind of things were actually leading to my mental health and were not helping me better myself. And so those changes of like my own lifestyle were really kind of shifted. And even now I'm still one of those people. I still believe in balance. I still believe in having a great time. I mean, we just went out to Cabo and had a ton of tequila and it was absolutely great. And I totally believe (laughs) in having those breaks. I'm not Uh trying to be uh someone I'm not, but I think after the diagnosis, it was again, slowing down. It was realizing, okay, like, do I try to eat good? Sure. Do I try to move my body? Sure. If I don't, this is how I feel. If I don't do this, this is what my day is going to look like. Can I accept that? Or do I want to change that? Do I want to eat a little bit better? Do I want to not have the glass of wine? And so that awareness came after the diagnosis of being able to reflect on the feeling and reflect on my own anxiety and my own level, just probably like the questionnaire, right? How are you feeling today? One through 10. Yeah. Yeah. And then be able to shift and be able to call in whatever your lifestyle and your routine is. That for me was the biggest factor. And I really also want to capitalize on this too. I'm still not one of those people that is so regimented in my morning practice, in my daily routine. I'm still really kind of like to just feel into whatever feels best. And I really do try to practice balance. And I think that's okay because at the end of the day, I can check in with myself. I can sit down and say, okay, we're feeling stressed. Let's not do anything this weekend. Or, okay, we just came back from Cabo and we had so many tacos and cheese quesadillas and we're feeling a little lethargic. Let's go for a walk or let's go exercise our body or do something that's a release. And so 
for that, that was the shift. It was checking in with myself. It wasn't necessarily changing a whole regimen. It was more so I started recognizing what goes into my body and how it makes me feel and, or how I treat my lifestyle and how it sets up my day for work or how I'm feeling throughout my week. Would you say that you've developed a sense of gratitude for this burnout season? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How so? Well, I think one of the things we do as like entrepreneurs is I think we're so like, I don't want to say prideful. I don't think that's the right word, but we're so up for anything. We're so up for a challenge and we're so excited about it that we take on so much and we're not afraid. We don't want to back down. We'll figure it out. We'll make mistakes. We'll kind of go for it. And I think the gratitude came from the fact of realizing like, it's not that I can't do it all. It's that I can do so much better and do such bigger things if I choose to honor myself and where I'm at and take a break or ask for help or take a step back and look at things from a different perspective. And that gratitude really helped me because when people, you know, of course, I'm sure you have felt the same way when someone tells you to slow down, when someone tells you to take a vacation, it doesn't really resonate with you. And it doesn't feel good because ultimately, again, go back to this mindset of like, but I could be doing more. But if I didn't take that vacation, I didn't take those seven days. What could I build in those seven days? And and worth as well. Like for me, I struggle with, I don't deserve that time off, even though the argument absolutely could be made, um, Mm -hmm. but it's a whole like self-worth aspect. I don't deserve, I haven't earned the right to take that time off yet. Exactly, Chase. Exactly. How, because you have people on your team and I'm curious, how has this kind of cascaded down since your burnout experience? Are you, Mm -hmm. are you having a burnout breakout sessions with your team? (laughs) Have you shared it with them? Are you now more aware of how it might be showing up in your team and in your business to better get ahead of it? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Radical transparency is something I've been like working on with my team. And it's definitely something that doesn't come easy. I think I feel a lot of guilt around it. I face times where I've not shown up on meetings, on our team meetings, because I needed like a mental health day and I needed a break. And honestly, trying to force myself into a team meeting and then delete it was just not going to serve the right energy. And I think one of the things that I've also noticed too, is that with this burnout, there was so much chaotic energy from me. There were so much mistakes, forgetting things, showing up late, not being fully present, not giving my best creative input, really kind of guiding everyone in this really chaotic way. And so when I started talking openly to my team about like, Hey, if I miss a meeting or if I need to take some time off, or if I choose not to work a work day, here's why. And let me show you. And let me show you the difference in my energy between that in between where I'm at after I show up in my best light. Wow, that's powerful. It's really powerful. And I think also too, now the other caveat is that is also urging your team to do the same thing, right? I was just going to say like in my experience of especially being on social media, but being a business owner myself, it's more easy and mm-hmm. we're more inclined to more quickly share what's working, what's going well. It's, it's so funny yeah. we're having this conversation now. I, right before I interview, I was sharing something on my Instagram stories about, because I'm someone who's like mild biohacker. I'm always optimizing myself, <laughs> my performance, my body, my everything. Yeah. And I share a lot of that stuff. You know, I've got two wearable devices here. I'm, I'm double dipping yeah. in data. 
And so it's easy for me to share, like, look at my recovery, look at my training, look at my HRV, look at my sleep, look at all these things. And it works well. And that Mm -hmm. caters to a portion of my audience that is interested in how did you achieve that? And then I share that with them. But what I just did actually right before the interview was I was sharing a screenshot of the last week from the last three weeks, actually, that I've been in the yellow and in the red. My performance, my recovery, my training has been in the crapper because of a significant emotional, mental event that happened several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that I go through a lot of this stuff. And more importantly, like I go through this when my mental and emotional state, this one was a little bit unique. It wasn't like a burnout state. It was a deep experience that I had emotionally Mm -hmm. working through some past trauma events. Mm -hmm. And that carries over into our physical self. And so my whole point is that when we share what's working for us and when we share when maybe there's a blip, (laughs) when there's a dip in that, that radical honesty, like you said, is there, but it also opens up levels of communication that I think is completely untapped because that is the most humanizing experience. And I can imagine in a business setting as well, that has to empower your team to then Mm -hmm. level up their own radical honesty, right? Yeah. I think it empowers them and also builds a whole nother level of trust. I think that is one of the things that I've noticed about my team, especially right now, is that I feel like they can trust me in a sense of when they know when I'm ready to show up and when they know I'm not ready to show up. And I think too, that also goes for them, right? I can trust them when they're saying, I got this, they got it. If they're like, I need help, they need help. There's this really new, yeah, I mean, I just a whole nother level of transparency between us and the girls. And I think everyone even in the agency, I think it's still really hard for me to take a mental health day and then look at them and be like, I want you guys to do this too. And they're like, we have X amount of clients. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like there's still those conversations. There's still that thinking. I want to be really honest about that. But also too, as again, the leader, as someone that's leading the agency, as someone that is moving it forward, I hope that I'm leading them by example. And the best way for me to do that is to not have this chaotic energy and just be here nor there and be someone that they don't know if they can trust. If they say, I got it, I'll handle it. I'll do it. And so that was a huge learning lesson within the burnout too, because again, I was pushing myself. I was that chaotic energy. I was that where they're like, but do you really have this? Are we really able to do X, Y, and Z or perform at this level? And so for me, that was the biggest takeaway, especially in business. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Has it sparked anything new for you? Usually when we're in a very positive state of mind, body, and soul, we tend to be more creative, or I think people would say that it's more likely, but I'm curious when you're in the burnout or coming out of the burnout, did anything new come to mind? Did it spark any new creativity in your business and your life that was maybe unexpected? Yeah. It led to me acquiring my second company, which is, wow, okay. <laughs> which is wow. kind of wild. But even outside of that, I think if anything, it really showed me how much I was walking through business and fear and walking through kind of like a scarcity mindset. And through all of this, I don't know if I would say I was more or less creative. I feel like I've always been kind of like a creative person and I just kind of throw things out here nor there. But one of the things that I really realized was my change in reacting because of fear or moving through businesses and walking through being an entrepreneur 
out of fear mm-hmm. and having almost kind of this, again, scarcity mindset to this abundance mindset of wherever we're going to be, we're showing up, we're doing everything in our power. It's either here to serve us or it's here for us to let it go. And that also too, I think really helped just my confidence in buying a new business or moving with the agency or walking through hardships of 2020. And so I think there, that was kind of more or less what I really felt that spark, that whole new ignited spirit was in releasing a lot of this fear of I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to leave these girls, right. They're going to leave me or I'm going to lose clients or I'm not going to make money. Whatever those fears were a lot of that, it brought them to light. And then it also helped me move through them. What kind of telltale signs are you aware of now from your burnout? Do you think that you'll know, are you going to get like spidey sense when it's coming again, if it comes again? And how are you choosing to navigate that in the future? Yeah. I mean, there was like a moment this morning where I felt like I started having fraud mindset about one of the things that we were working on. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm thinking I'm not supposed to be in this place or I'm thinking I'm not good enough or I don't have enough experience or X, Y, and Z. And I remember thinking that way because also too, I feel like, and maybe you feel this, but when we have fear or when we have insecurity, we feel it in our bodies, right? Like we feel that anxiousness and we embody it. And I started feeling that way. And I literally thought to myself this morning, I'm like, number one, we don't think this way anymore. And number two, let's walk through why we're feeling this way. Because ultimately if we're feeling like I'm a fraud, I don't have enough experience X, Y, and Z, it's either a, I'm feeling challenged and I'm scared of this challenge or B it's not aligned and it's not really going to serve me if I'm here. And so anyway, I kind of had to walk through it this morning and really kind of reshift it. And ultimately it came down to the fact of I'm doing something so different. So out of the box that it kind of does feel like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in this place, but it's shifting and it's being disruptive. And so naturally those feelings are going to come and people's Mm -hmm. questions are going to come from that. So yes, I would say that once you've kind of also learned to how to embody those feelings and when to recognize them and become aware of them, you are able to have those spidey senses because you're like, wait, I've been here before. I don't like this feeling. Okay. How did, you know, how did I walk out of this this last time? Or what did I need to do this last time? Or how did I shift this thought and reframe it and actually look at this as something different or new perspective? So yeah. Great answer. Great answer. And that brings me to the whole point of the Everford radio and the mantra is to develop and to choose to continue to develop these levels of awareness around what is going on in our lives, in our bodies and in our minds. So that for me, what you were just saying there, the word grace came to mind so that we can not only have awareness, but give ourselves grace because greatness is on the other side of fear. Greatness is on the other side of these transitions. Greatness is on the other side of grace. And if we can just give ourselves a little bit of that self-love in that transition, Mm -hmm. it's most likely more often than not, it's what you just said. We are pattern disrupting. We are transitioning. We are in a growth phase. We are doing something different. That doesn't mean we're not valid. It doesn't mean we know exactly what we're doing, but we're committed to the process and we're going to figure it out. That is moving forward, ever forward. And I want to ask your opinion or your definition what do those two words mean to you when you hear ever forward? How does that land on you here today? Oh man, that just sounds like you're up for the challenge. You're just moving forward. (laughs) But I would say ever forward. Yeah. I mean, for me, it sounds like, I think one of the biggest things is when we talk about burnout, we talk about stopping, right? 
Like we talk about pausing, we talk about checking out. I think that even if you're moving through burnout or even if you're moving through a hard time in your business or in your life or whatever you're going through personally, you can continue to move forward and you can continue to keep going. And I love the name of Ever Forward because it's exactly that. It's continuing to progress, whether or not you're taking a break or whether or not you're starting something new or you're continuing on in your career or your life, you are continuing to move forward and to evolve and to continue to keep moving. That's what, I mean, that's what it kind of brings to light for me. I always say there's never a right or wrong answer. (laughs) Your interpretation. So thank you for that. Yeah, of Uh, course. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for sharing and peeling back the curtain on your very personal experience. Burnout is a very personal thing. And I can say that I'm in that club, unfortunately, but it has taught me so much and it definitely seems like it has you as well. So thank you. Thank you.